0: Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Sarah here from the Sisters Enchanted, where it is our mission to help women all over the world conjure more joy, intuition, and everyday magic in their lives. And this is a brand new Magic on the Inside podcast episode. Anna and I are talking about what it means to take a personal pilgrimage, and this comes directly from our Expedition to Soul class where one of the daily prompts is to think about what you could do for a little mini pilgrimage in your day-to-day. Now, we always receive questions about this, which is why we thought that it would be a great subject to dive into. So sit back and uh, listen in and enjoy. Hello, hello. Hello. We are (laughs) podcasting in a different room, and I'm thinking right now it might be echoey. Hmm. But we're already started, so we're rolling with it. Yeah. We'll see on the replay. I apologize <laughs> for it's echoey. What do you think? Um, it, it, it could be. We're going to find out. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe we should just get closer. Talk quietly. quietly. Seductively. <laughs> I don't think I have a career as one of like that kind of career right. potential. Well, you do meditations. I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to quit my job and make lots of money as a... People probably a lusty it. podcaster? It's a lusty podcaster. Yes. Okay. That's not. What are we doing here? <laughs> so we have this really awesome free class that we run called Expedition to Soul. If you're not signed up for it, you definitely want to sign up for it because it's so good. It's like it's it's like internet learning gold in my opinion. And we get so many. So we many get of- lots of good feedback from it. Yeah, so that's it's not so only good. our humble opinion. That yeah, no, is what we really get good. for feedback. <laughs> And when you register for Expedition to Seoul, you get this printable guide, and I call it your field guide. Um, And so we get lots of questions about um, things in the field guide, and we actually have a a blog post you can check out, too, all about your quest pack, which is one of the things people ask about. So be sure to head over to thesistersenchanted.com forward slash blog if you have any questions about the quest pack, and you'll get some information there. But once we start the class, one of the prompts that I give people is to consider what a little pilgrimage might be for them that they could do, like, now. So a pilgrimage, this might be a little controversial, because a pilgrimage, it's actually, um, by definition, in its true meaning, is this, like, big journey to a sacred, like, site or mecca for spirituality and, and whatnot. So when we think of pilgrimages, we think of these big journeys across the world, to a place of spiritual significance for you now i know that as a mom of two little kids who runs a business and there's totally like i know women that are like out there adventuring the world with their kids in tow like taking time for themselves and that's awesome that currently does not work <laughs> in my lifestyle although sometimes i'm like super jealous of those people in my life right now i am pretty tied to my fam which means I am not taking any sort of spiritual pilgrimage to <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. And so I see these people going to, like, Greece and Egypt and all these great places. And even just here in the States, um, like Sedona, and, and really having these these grand moments of enlightenment and remembering and just peacefulness. And not all of us can do that for a lot of different reasons. Right. But I don't think that that doesn't mean that we can't sort of create a similar experience in our world that we are in and create this little personal pilgrimage right where we are. Mm -hmm. So, many people see these other, like, Instagrammers and podcasters and youtube bloggers or whatever video bloggers uh doing these pilgrimages and if you're like me and maybe you see those you might feel a little guilty or like resentful um jealous Mm -hmm. envious envious yeah like dude i want to be in egypt right the pyramids instead i'm here i always see those things and i get envious of what they're eating (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I want to be there and ordering food from places and yeah that's my part of it <laughs> like, right well, like I feel that I too. mean the sightseeing too but I'm like look at that food right it was like when Sarah that one time kind of went on her own pil- pilgrimage and went to New Orleans and sent me pictures of all the food and I was so upset because I'm the food sister and she was like <laughs> look at this delicious food and I was like I don't want to look at it I should be there <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't there. The next time. <laughs> and I was so... <laughs> Envious of, of that whole trip. Graham, right? And she was there for work, and it was yeah, not it was us. No. I actually had, like, no free time. <laughs> I was doing work things the whole time, which was still really good. But anyway. But she had time to eat food. I did have time to eat food, <laughs> as one does. Um, but we get distracted by, like, this, these feelings of longing. And what if I could do that? Or I should have traveled more before I settled down. I should have traveled more before I got this job where I only get two weeks off a year. Now I can't go anywhere. Right. Like, we have these feelings of discontentment. We get distracted by all the good stuff that we do have. Um, And focusing on what we don't have, like what all these people are experiencing and we're not experiencing, it's just distracting us from the everyday magic that's available to us right now, Mm -hmm. which is why in Expedition to Soul, I'm such an advocate for creating your own little pilgrimage right where you are and focusing on that um, because – Yeah, by the end of that little experience that you take the time to create for yourself, you will feel more empowered to be present in your everyday. Um, You'll be able to identify and access your own everyday enchantment and, and, and return to this little place of spiritual significance for you time and time again without having to miss work, without having to leave the family behind, without having to get on a plane and go places, while you totally should do that I mean if you can right but like I said that's not easily available to all of us for a whole bunch of different reasons so Anna what does the word pilgrimage like when I say to you what do you what, what do you think of like what does it make you feel what do you feel inside? <laughs> what am I feeling yeah what well, are you feeling right now <laughs> I'm feeling like I mean I can tell you I, I see myself doing something Do you want me to tell you what I would see myself doing? Well, sure, I guess, yeah. Like, what envision? What do do I see? I see having, like, well, to me, it reminds me to, it makes me feel like you're taking a minute to do something that's really nourishing for yourself. Um, And taking the time to do something with intention to, to do something for you. So in my head, when you say, like, a pilgrimage, I can see me being able to, like, pack, like, a picnic basket. Or your quest pack. <laughs> my quest pack. <laughs> and, uh, you know, putting a blanket in there and a big thing of tea that'll keep it hot, you know, and a sandwich. And maybe a journal and a book Every and a pack of cards. Every quest in pilgrimage has a sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> right? It's like, like... Frodo and Samwise get their llama spread. And they can't go to Mordor without having their, is it lambus spread? I forget. But I don't know. The, you don't really make a sandwich with that, but it's like a cracker. Um, but it sustains their journey. And you can't be quiet and nourishing of yourself if you're hungry. Like, you can't journal and pull cards and try to not you know, overthink it without having a full stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? But no, for me, it's like, it, it makes me... <laughs> we were doing Winnie the Pooh last week, my kid and I. This and is reminding me of Winnie the Pooh. And he's like, I could just use some honey <laughs> for my adventure. <laughs> Just to just have a rumble in my tumbling. I must <laughs> satiate. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's like, it's a reason to do something for yourself. It's a reason to, you know, wrap up a sandwich and tie it with some twine or something and make it something really special for you to go out and do something. And even if, like, you're not in the space to, um... <laughs> You're looking out into the distance and you're know you... know. What you about your sandwich? <laughs> well, like, to me, like, you know, people, like I was saying, like, I get envious of the fact that, like, Sarah was somewhere that has delicious food, but, like, I know how to make delicious food and I could easily, like, make myself a sandwich and tie it up pretty and cut it just right and make it just the way that I want and sit outside in the sun and eat that while having quiet time to myself. That's what it like for me when you say like taking the pilgrimage or something like that it's being conscious of yourself in a quiet space where like you can just have you time you know like there's nobody judging that you're eating a I don't know a hummus sandwich or a tomato and cheese sandwich you know because that's your tomato and cheese sandwich and nobody can tell you that it's wrong here this is like all about food right now. Yeah, it's cause I, I. You know what? That's my problem in life <laughs> is that I love the food so much that it just kind of takes over everything in my life. Uh, so. <laughs> I need to take up like, like you said, um, mountain running, <laughs> like, trail running. Eat all the food, <laughs> so I can eat all of no. it. Well, so a pilgrimage <laughs> traditionally it's like about spiritual, like spiritual revelation, right? right. And so I love Anna's idea of getting together things that you love. And in Anna's case, it's a delicious sandwich. And going somewhere... Maybe some potato wedges. Where she can be quiet, (laughs) reflective, and just experience a moment for herself and kind of come back to center. When I think of a pilgrimage and this idea of, like, getting an answer or having a grand feeling of energy through your body that you've never had before... For me, that looks like locally anyway. If I if I'm not able to travel to some of these, like the pyramids or Greece or Rome or wherever, mm-hmm. um, for me that would look like going to state parks, right. uh, national forests, places where where we live in the U S. We've got giant rock formations. I mean, there's some way cooler rock formations in the U S. than what we have here, right. but we have some. Yeah, being on like some wilderness, some wilderness, <laughs> but. We've got some a very cool um, hikes that can be done, mm-hmm. uh, mountains that can be climbed, and pretty easily available and accessible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so for me, that looks like going to one of these places and finding the old trees, the, the rocks that have been moved by the ocean and come together through land transformations and listening to the energy of that and connecting myself to the energy of that. I also love the idea of going to historical places where you live. So Mm -hmm. whether that's museums, houses, uh, any place of historical relevance and kind of feeling into the energy of that location. Or learning about it. Mm -hmm, Learning about it. So I think Mm -hmm. that for a personal pilgrimage, we can have these feelings of awakening, remembering, like a new energetic shift we've never felt before. Mm moving our place energy our own energy to a new energetic place that we've not experienced. I think we can do that with many things we have available to us. I also think that a little pilgrimage for yourself where you take space to hear your own self, hear your own higher self, your intuition, your ancestors, your guides, we could do that at, you know, just going for the day in your backyard or taking time to go to a really cute Like Airbnb or VRBO rental. Or a coffee shop that's quiet. A coffee shop that's quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I would like to go with my sandwich to like a place (laughs) where you could hear water. Yes. You know, because like me, I have a busy brain. Mm -hmm. And if I could be somewhere where there was a stream that was moving or waves that were coming in, it can give you something to help distract your mind, like a quiet, Mm -hmm. meditative sound. And as you were saying that about going somewhere... Um, and feeling like you're connecting and learning about a place because it has so much history and having these moments. And you may agree and speak to this, but, like, you, when you were saying that, it made me think of Salem and the few Mm -hmm. times that we've been to Salem and how each time we've gone there, we've learned more about the history, you know, what actually happened. And when we go there, we almost feel like light, and we walk for hours. You know, we Mm -hmm. sit and we drink coffee on the grass and if you're sitting under trees where she's being pelted by <laughs> walnuts or acorns and she's that's just... the interesting thing that we've been now to Salem Massachusetts so many, so many times that um we we don't go anymore for like the shops and the museums right. and the tours we just go to be and there's some really cool uh gardens and places there mm-hmm. that I think most people don't Go to when they're there. Right. Um, And there's one that over you can see the water Mm -hmm. from this like backyard of this old house that's now, I think it's a national park actually. Right. The last um, time we were there, there were chairs set up there because somebody was going to have have a wedding wedding there and it was beautiful. Yeah. And it's just sitting there and thinking of the just the energy of the place, all that has come before us Mm -hmm. and uh, like New England settlers and, um, you know, just. Everything that mm. came to pass, and not only the not only the witch trials, but I mean, there's so much, much history, history aside from the witch trials. America, yeah, that you when you sit and just look at that water and think about all the boats that have come in and come right. out, all the people that have come in and come out, all of the old buildings that used to be pharmacies or bookshops. All the history that's purpose, lo- That was lost. All the history there. That was lost. It's just it's this crazy feeling of other and bigger than right. you and i think that is kind of what's at the center right almost of like a pilgrimage is what because right. when we get there like, we almost feel like so grateful much... for the space you I know mean, even though now it's like a city and there's a lot happening like yeah. we like, there's yeah, almost, like it's totally a city yeah there you but you now have like this respect for like walking through the old like cobblestone like areas mm-hmm. and And taking moments where there, even though it is a city, there is quiet space. I actually was thinking, too, last time we were there, we stayed in Gloucester. And there's this park there that one of our community members, Melanie, told us about. She grew up there. And there's this gigantic, like... Boulder. Boulder. Could have been a mountain. You can't (laughs) even call it a rock. Like, it's just this huge boulder. And I forget exactly. It was, like, one of the first... I don't know. There's some history to it. Like it was, a, it has a plaque. Yeah, there's a plaque, <laughs> so you know it's of significance. It was like a landing spot for somebody. It had a like good the name. first somebody arrived there. Yeah. So it, when there's a plaque involved, <laughs> we see. we read those plaques. Yeah. We read the plaque, and now I don't remember what it was said. I mean, it was but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like walking on top of that and thinking about the people that just right. showed up there. I mean, those little experiences, and that's not far from us. I mean, from us, that's like a three-hour drive, but. Right there's things even closer to us that well right it, like that the, the, the old pain stone pain. house mm-hmm. that every once in a while we check in because it's been there forever and it has history and it's kept up yeah. and even though it's like a walk away like we do sometimes invest the what five dollars it is to go in there yeah because it's here what is that the oldest stone house in in, in, in is it in connecticut or new england I think it might be new england i think so it's very cool to go into, right. uh, and it's right down the road. And our town center, our mm-hmm. town green in New England, where we live, there's all these town greens because that's uh, the villages were like set up in a circle around a central location. Right. yeah, villages. having a picnic on our town green here is well, our also town green used like to be the thing. town cemetery, right because the church was there. And it's no longer a cemetery, and to our knowledge. All those bodies were moved. Um, when, we know. Yeah, as you know, the as society grew and industrialized and whatnot. I, but still, just sitting there and being present for a moment, it's when you really are present and feel the energy, it's it shifts you. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the moments that we can find right where we are or wherever it is that you live. Mm-hmm. There's some place, I promise you, there's got to be some place within a two-hour drive right? where you can go and if you're just quiet enough and think the energy of this place and shift a little bit. And it does something to you where it, it takes your thinking to new levels. And for many of us, I think that... Uh, We find it so difficult to get away from our day to day grind, whether it's family, work, whatever. It's it's so hard in this day and age to say, "I am taking four hours and I'm going to go in the woods and stand on this rock and like journal and just be." Right. That is such a for many of us that is a very hard thing to make happen. Not to mention going into the woods by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Also elicit some you know feelings. Yeah, I know. I get like really frightened just going in the woods for hiking with my kids. And so there's all this stuff to go to get past. So I think that, and it doesn't have to be the woods, but I think just taking time for anything like this, it feels frivolous, and it feels not necessary, Mm. but it's so necessary. And I think if we're feeling resentful and we're seeing other people do these grand trips, we can make the space for ourselves, like today, with very little time. To do something. We just have to do it. Yeah, just... Um, You know To hear Be present Definitely need to schedule In this event Or You know It's not going to (laughs) happen For Mm -hmm. us Um, But this is why I go back to that Quest pack idea too Just having your stuff Ready to go Right which, like, a journal, a water bottle. Probably not a sandwich. Well, maybe a sandwich. <laughs> well, it's ready to go. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, ten minutes in your day to <laughs> like go outside, your quest you pack. might just want, like, a blanket. will not have a sandwich, Yes, yeah. so it would go bad. But, yeah, like, something to keep you warm so you're not distracted by weather. Anyway, find these times for yourself, and that's why we advocate for this. That's why part of the expedition to Seoul, one of the challenges is this little... Make a quest pack. Yeah, make a quest pack and schedule in a little pilgrimage. And if you can't do it right now, think about what that might look like for you. And I will say that the people who do it and report back within our period of expedition to Seoul, Mm -hmm. they're always like, I can't believe I did it. I I got a babysitter, I took an afternoon off, I told my partner, and I just... I made it happen. I haven't been done anything for myself in a year, and I made and, it happen. And it can be, like we were just saying, like in your own backyard. But even if it's, like, cold or, like, you do have small children at home and you're, like, you don't want to leave them or something, you can quest, like, your bedroom, you know, like shut the door, you know, have candles a, in there. Get a babysitter. Get a babysitter <laughs> so you're still, like, in the house. But put a blanket on your floor, you know, like. Yeah. Again, bring a teapot into your room and something, you know, but just close the door and make the space something comfortable. Put some earplugs in. Put some earplugs in. Some white canceling. totally not relevant, but sometimes I work with noise canceling headphones like that. You would listen to things on, but I put them on my head without (laughs) listening to anything because then when people look into my workroom, they think I'm immersed in something, but I'm not. I'm just wearing headphones to look like I'm immersed in something. And because they're noise canceling, I can't hear them. Well, luckily, I've never walked in on you wearing them and then walked out, although I work with you, so I would walk in anyway. But hopefully this is not, like, the one podcast that your husband happens in on, because, because then you're never going to be allowed to work alone again. Oh, my yeah. Sometimes I look like I'm talking on camera just so nobody bothers me. Like, I set up my camera even though I'm not talking to anybody, because otherwise everybody just comes in and talks to me. That is true. When I work at Sarah's house it's like never ending rotation. Oh no. like my husband just walks in, sits down, and he's like, So, this is what I was thinking we'd get at Costco and I'm like, I'm doing something <laughs> here. Can you please leave? But if I have the camera set up, he thinks I'm on it. And he and has to he doesn't come in. Entertain himself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And he has to write that list down. Yeah, see, this is why I don't go on pilgrimages across the ocean. And why I find them locally. <laughs> with your headphones on. With my headphones on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This took a turn for the worst. No. So, personal pilgrimage. Pilgrimage is such a, it's a significant word and it has lots of meaning and power to it. But I think that for those of us who might feel like we can't make this happen, we totally can. Yeah. Just in a different way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be ours. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Anna, for chatting with me. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, head magic maker at the Sisters Enchanted. If you have never taken our expedition to soul class, it's totally free. Be sure to find the link in the description of this podcast or over at our website, thesistersenchanted.com. We run it a few times a year, and we'd love to have you in there. We can send you on your own personal pilgrimage. Follow along with us anywhere on social media, The Sisters Enchanted, and share this with a friend. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the support, and we'll see you in the next episode.